Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm Mike Graham, joined with Brian Navarrete, and this podcast is brought to you by the University Medical Center and powered by AJ Media. And, and Brian, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that this week four slate of games that we have is the most exciting we've had since week one. We've got some great games this week. I think so, too, and I'm really excited to kind of dive in here and uh, talk some more football. Absolutely. We'll just jump right in it with a game that really stands out to me, and it's available to everyone because it's the Thursday night game at Lowry Field. It's uh, Midland Lee at Monterey, and this game is a lot more interesting than I think we thought it might be at the beginning of the season for for a wide array of reasons. And and one is that the Rebels are looking really good with uh, nice wins against El Paso, Coronado, Abilene, and a win last week against El Dorado, whereas Monterey struggled early and then found its bearings last week against Canyon Randall on the road. So uh, two teams that have been on different trajectories for a while, but um, one is trending up and the other is uh, very high right now. So a lot to see in this one. Yeah, I'm excited coming into it for uh, Monterey last week. Getting that win was very important for them, I think. I think from this point on, they're going to have the season that they were supposed to have at the beginning of the year. Uh, taking two losses is always hard, but I think they got back on track last week. Uh, Brian Lawson Young showed us something that we hadn't seen before, and that's the fact that he can run the ball. So uh, whenever you have, you know, develop into a, a, a dual threat, uh, it's very good for the team, especially at the quarterback position. Um, we'll, we'll see how they do coming into this one. Uh, Midland Lee is a tough opponent. Let's play some transient property because you saw El Paso El Dorado play friendship. This one was a tight game. What does that suggest to you having seen El Dorado and, and what kind of caliber team that El Dorado is? El Dorado, um, their quarterback, uh, just like I was saying about Brian Lawson Young, a dual threat, he was very much the same thing. Friendship struggled to get a hand on him. He was very elusive. He ran that offense, and the defense just grinded it out. At the end of the day, they were just ready to kind of – uh, get that win and they just uh, held steady uh, for the remainder of the game while their quarterback was able to make some big things happen uh, I think El Dorado's our El Dorado was a good team at the time and still is so we'll, we'll see moving forward we're going to be talking a lot about travel in this podcast as well and, and it's Midland Lee coming up to, to Lowry Field I mean it's it's not the worst road trip in the world but it is about 140 miles do you think that takes anything out of them but when they get here especially considering that it's a Thursday game I think for the players it's more uh you have to wake up as soon as you get here because on trips like that a lot of players they get cold or you know they, they end up they end up taking a nap some of the intensity is kind of not there because you're going as far as you know over maybe an hour and a half you know uh, for them and uh, as soon as you get off the bus, it's kind of shaking it off and getting back into the groove of what was maybe what they had before in the pep rally, you know, getting the excitement going again. But I think at the end of the day, it only affects, you know, that first couple of our first 30 minutes or so. And then we're going to see a Midland League team that's fully awake and ready to go. So the list of Monterey opponents so far is Odessa, which has been impressive, 2-1 uh, and one after their 15-game losing streak, Abilene Wiley. Uh, Canyon Randall, and up to this point in time, Midland Lee. Which of those do you think has been or will be the biggest stretch game for the Plainsmen? Because you you have a team that went to the 4A Division II state championship last year in Abilene Wiley. You've got Canyon Randall, which is always a solid little 5A program from Amarillo. And then you've got Midland Lee, which historically is is phenomenal and uh, looks pretty good this year. It might be this week. This might be the, the game to kind of look out for the Plainsmen. Um, like you said, Midland Lee is a good team. 
Uh, but I think if they get this win, they, it's just going to spike confidence. They're going to really get out there, and they're going to cause some trouble in district, which is going to be very exciting. Now here's, you know, continuing on that on that, that the on that thought, the four five A uh, district, a little bit of a barometer game because Randall's moving on to play Coronado after losing to Monterey forty two to sixteen, and and Coronado we thought they were going to be world beaters, and they they are three and zero. And they've they've won and they've won in brilliant fashion. But the games the past couple of weeks have been a lot tighter than we've expected. Uh, do you think Randall's got the the defense to kind of contain uh, Coronado's explosive offense? And will this be a tighter game than than we thought it would have been? You know, in late July, early August. I'm still riding the high on Coronado's offense. You know, Odessa is a changed team from the last couple of years, and we saw that. And then being able to hold them. Um, Coronado obviously winning that one 21 to 20. But I, I'm still riding the high, like I said, on their offense. I think Randall's going to have a tough time slowing them down. Um, Odessa did expose a weakness, though, I think, and being able to hold Coronado to uh, 21 points. Not that that's not bad, it's just not what we had seen before. Um, no, uh, I think Randall's going to struggle a little bit with um, containing Coronado's offense. I like Coronado's offense heading into this one. But then again, I would take Coronado's offense any week. <laughs> you, you saw Randall in, in week two. They opened their season in week two against Lovett Cooper. What, what did you see from the Raiders, and and what do you think maybe some of the problems that Coronado's going to have to endure in this game? Uh, Randall was tough. Um, I think as far as uh, offensively, they're, they're kind of old school in what they do. Um, defensively, they were hard-nosed. Cooper's not a team that has the offense to go out there and just be explosive as like Coronado does. But I think a, a big part of Randall and that or Randall's scheme, I believe, was uh, kind of start stopping the run first, forcing you into throwing. Which Coronado, they're going to come out and throw it, throw it on you, and they have a a new talent or not new talent, um, a player that stepped up in the running back position that we've heard his name a couple times. So uh, I'm still, like I said, liking Coronado heading into this one. And, of course, it's Canyon Randall traveling 110 miles down to, to Coronado, and that's, that's a 4 p.m. game. So uh, a little bit of a different challenge. You know, you just get yanked from school around 11 a.m. if you go at all, and you come down and, and you play a game, and it's, it's at 4 and. Do you think that throws them out of their routine a little bit? And, and I guess the same could be said for uh, Coronado, who's going to have to play a 4 p.m. game. Uh, like like I had mentioned earlier, I think maybe for 30 minutes or so, or maybe even 15, but there's always shaking it off. And as soon as you get the excitement going um, and the players start get playing to their level, um, long trips are always tough. But uh, I think after the first, like I said, 15, 30 minutes, uh, they're fine. You're going to see a Randall team. You're going to see – uh, the team at full capacity. Now, because Randall and Coronado are playing at 4 p.m., that bumps the Lubbock High Estacado game to 8 p.m. This one's kind of interesting, and, and maybe more so for the things um, surrounding the game. It's Estacado's 50th homecoming anniversary. Yeah, um, Matadors are going to be celebrating 50 years, and uh, Lubbock High obviously is going to have a, a real test with the Matadors. Uh, they, they've been doing really well recently. Um, I think they have the weapons to be very lethal. And uh, Lubbock High is trying to bounce, I would say, is uh, looking to get that next win. They opened up the season with a win. I'm pretty sure they're hungry for another one. You know, it was, it was interesting. I was, I was looking at Twitter uh, on Monday evening, and, and they showed uh, 
uh, head coach Jason Strunk from Lubbock High headbutting his players and, and getting them fired up for this week. I think this is a really important game for um, Lubbock High every single year because Estacado is is more their actual size when when you can when you factor in the magnet issues that they have at their school. Uh, that is Lubbock High. Um, but they need this win to get the taste out of last last week's 52 to zero loss to to Dumas out of their mouth. And and if we want to play the transient property game again, and this one I think is kind of relevant because Estacado the week before had beaten Dumas 48 to 17. So it's going to take some energy and and some um, I guess an energy injection into the Lubbock High program to get them up for this game. And I think that Strunk is is someone that could probably get that job done. I mean, just speak to his personality. Yeah, uh, he's very upbeat. He can get the kids going. Uh, he believes in that program. We've seen him show emotion. He loves his kids. Um, he's going to get them excited before this game. I don't think anybody coming in this game thinks that they're going to lose on either end. You know, I think both teams are going gr- to just grind it out on uh, on Friday. And yeah, coming into this one, uh, you know, Estacado is going to be excited too. We've seen footage of Coach Shavers kind of. <laughs> getting hyped with the kids as well no so doubt i think there's going to be a lot of energy shared between both teams so we've got this 50th anniversary thing going on and you're going to be able to see that this upcoming week with um our series on estacado called the process which is on lonestarbars.com probably very close to to where you're listening to this podcast right now if you're on our website uh should be really fun uh they've been working a lot on on the 50th anniversary aspect of this thing here here at the office and uh should be a really good video, especially if um, you don't care so much about the football and, and more of the student life at Estacado. Uh, yes, the process. It's coming along really well. We have a really good video uh, showing the coaches kind of helping out players with some rides. So if everybody wants to go check that out, um, it's available on LoneStarVarsity.com. But, yeah, uh, going back to the game a little bit, uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than some people might think. I think Lubbock High wants this one and Estacado wants this one and it's going to be it's going to be a fight. You know, I'm still new here so I've never seen a Lubbock High uh, Estacado game before. I'm not going to this year because that that's one of your two games on on Friday. You're doing the the Randon Cor- Randall Coronado Lubbock High at Estacado doubleheader. But have you seen one of these games before and what is the uh, the attitude of the two teams when they face each other on the field? I mean, uh, cuz you can see that from even, you know, s- 60 feet up in the air you can see what if two teams are are happy with each other or not yeah uh, i i believe it was more so the coronado monterey game that i saw last year where um these teams are obviously friends but that's not the case as soon as the ball snapped um i wouldn't necessarily call it a rivalry either but you'll see both sides of the uh bleachers just jam-packed uh people come out to watch this one from who friendship i mean you'll see different uh different schools coming out to watch this one um a lot of energy at the end of the day they're good sports um i think everybody is okay with everybody but like i said as soon as the ball snap <laughs> you know that's that's your enemy that's not your friend anymore yeah these city games are very important to, to each team and that's pretty clear to see that's something i learned very very fast now my game I love it. I, I, I really fought for it. I really wanted this football game. It's Idaloo at post, and I think it has the potential to, to be one of the more exciting games this weekend, probably top one, top two. Yeah, uh, post, Post's defense in the last couple of years has always been impressive. It's still impressive. Um, I think they're going to have a bit of a hard time maybe uh, catching up to Mark Caballero. He's, he's a fast kid. 
if you give him the edge, he's going to take it. He'll run it up the middle. Uh, I like this game coming in. I think it's going to be – it's not going to be as high scoring as it was maybe – or maybe some people think it would be because uh, Post's defense is obviously phenomenal. And Idolu, I think, is going to play the possession game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very physical game. Uh, you, you look at Mark Caballero going up against um, what is a vaunted – um, post linebacking core headlined by Mike Ferguson, who's also the tailback for post. So you, you, I think I think it's going to be a fast moving game because these two teams love to run the football. And I think if you like big hits, this is the place to be. Yeah, um, maybe a fast moving game is a good way to put it because uh, with both offensive schemes, you'll barely see the clock uh, <laughs> uh, paused or timeout or anything like that. So I, I think it's going to be a good one. I, I like it. Are we feeling better about Idaloo now that they've got their 38-24 win against Littlefield snapped uh, a two-game losing streak? Kind of some eyebrow-raising losses, at least at the time. We've learned that Shallow Water is probably a very, very good football team. That was Idaloo's season-opening loss in, in post. Uh, post is uh, pitching shutouts after a, a, a six-point loss to Abernathy to begin the season. Abernathy, of course, in 2A Division One went to the Region 1 championship game, won that advanced to the state semifinals, and, and uh, Post – has been competitive with Abernathy in the past, and this is kind of going to be their stretch game. Uh, if, if they couldn't get past Abernathy, um, I guess Idaloo suggests a lot of the a lot of the things that that Abernathy or represents a lot of things that Abernathy is on the three A Division two level. So it should be a really good stretch game for the Antelopes. Yeah, and I was always all in on Idaloo. I remember a couple of weeks back where I was saying, uh, just wait, Idaloo is going to be a team to watch moving forward. Uh, they just need to get over that hump get that first win. I think they're very much a team to keep an eye on moving forward. Post is going to pro they're going to provide a good test for Idaloo before it heads in, heads into district because like we said, Post's defense, man, they're doing some special things. And we're going to pick this game on our Facebook live show which will air during the hour of seven on on Wednesday, so if you if you hear this ahead of time, make sure to check that out as it goes live, or just watch it on demand uh, on on our Lone Star Varsity Facebook page. The final game we want to talk about, and this one's the the mother of travel games this week. It's uh, Lubbock Cooper at Weatherford, and you know Weatherford is a, is a team that that kind of floundered last year, and they're they're not off to a great start this year, but. This is a, I mean, just the, the travel aspect of this game uh, is kind of a scary thing for me when I think about it from the Lubbock Cooper side. I mean, this is a 280-mile trip. Yeah, uh, they'll definitely be tired, I think, when they get there. But I'm a big uh, believer in that, you know, like I was saying earlier, after a while you're able to get your mind right and kind of shake off the uh, – visit itself you know taking that trip and yeah I, I think Cooper is going to be able to do so um they looked really impressive last week I thought against Friendship who has a pretty uh I would say high octane offense where they're going to make you uh, play at a fast level um but Cooper was able to respond I mean in the first week I saw they're then be able to shut down a run game, and now they shut down a pass game, and uh, I think their defense is just phenomenal, and I, I like them heading into this game. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know if we're going to pick this game. I think that Cooper's going to win uh, going away with it, but I, I think that the travel aspect is very important to this one. Um, when you get to those mid-round playoff games like like Coronado and, and Cooper and the rest of the 
four or five A um, competitors did. Uh, all, the, all of them made it to the to the third round or, or higher in the five A playoffs and ended up running into Metroplex teams for the most part. I, I think it's important that these guys know what that feels like. This is what we do. We get on the bus at this time. Well, you know, we we do this while we're on the bus. Then we play a game against a Metroplex team. I I think that this is a is a, it's a good move to to go experience the Metroplex once a year. Uh, not maybe Weatherford doesn't really have that caliber. Of uh, I mean I don't know I don't think that this team is going to be in the postseason and if they are it's not going to be for very long, but I think it's good that you just have the experience of of um, a little bit of travel before you're asked to do it in a do or die situation. Yeah, uh, I completely agree, and I think we are going to move on to some picks unless we pick them on the show. You know what? Let's hold off and pick them on the show. That sounds good to me. Um, there's going to be uh, maybe some exciting picks uh, from either me or you. I think we might. I think so. I, I think th- we might be butting heads this week. I think. I think that. I think I'm looking at a game right now, and I. I, I think that that's going to be the big one. But th- there are a couple, of course, Monterey and Midland Lee. I think that's going to be a tough one to do. Um, Randall Coronado. You know, I don't think that's as easy as it was a couple of weeks ago. And then Idaloo Post. I, I think that we could have a great debate on. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We we'll, we hope you'll join us. Uh, thank you very much for listening in. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by the University Medical Center, uh, powered by AJ Media. Brian, I had a lot of fun this time, and I can't wait to see you later tonight. Yes, uh, let's get to work.